So take a guess. What commandment are we covering this week? What do you think? The third. The third commandment. Does anybody know what the third commandment is? No? No? It's all right. We're going to read it together. So here's how we're going to start is everybody needs to stand up on their feet. And we are going to read aloud the commandment together. So on three, we're going to read Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. On three, are you ready? One, two, three. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Y'all give yourself a two-finger clap. Have a seat, yes, yes, or hands claps, however you want to do it. Have a seat. So Exodus 27, I could paraphrase this verse, and we could come to the conclusion that God's name has a copyright, right? God's name has copyright. Here's the thing about copyrights. If you know about copyright laws, if something is copyrighted, you have to have permission from that company, that whatever it is, that entity, to use their name or their logo or their image or their likeness, and you have to use it in a way that is consistent with the rules in which they put forth. So you guys are probably seen on TV um, right before maybe an NFL game. There's this guy who comes on. He sounds like, well, I'll, I'll try to do my best, but he's like, you shall not rebroadcast or use this in any way that is inconsistent with the NFL Blah, 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 right? So that is their copyright. You can't reproduce. You can't steal content. You can't air it. You can't stream it. It's illegal. If you're caught, there will be consequences. God's name is copyrighted. What that means is that you have to use it in a manner in which he asks you to use it. It's very easy for us to misuse God's name. So I'm going to give you an example of a situation where someone's copyright was infringed upon so you probably seen this maybe yes Lil Nas X created a shoe through a company forget the name of the company this Shane shoe so quick quick word on these so these shoes are obviously they're using what logo Nike it has a pentagram on it it is it's got the number 666 on it it's got a verse about Satan falling from heaven Luke 10 18 it also has human blood in, inside the soul, right? So right here, there's human blood in there. There's traces of it, whatever the case may be. They sold the shoe. They made 666 pairs of it. They sold this shoe online for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Nike caught wind of it. They said, you have infringed on copyright. We never gave you permission to make this shoe. They they mandated that the company that produced the shoe plus Little Nas X, they had to retract everything, which meant full refund to anyone that bought a pair of shoes and then full refund on shipping. And if they didn't follow up with that, they would be penalized by a giant, giant financial fee. So copyright, again, to, to prove what that is, it's when you use the name or the logo or the likeness of something in a manner that is inconsistent with that company. So Nike was like, no, that doesn't represent us. So don't use, don't use our name. Don't use our logo. Well, God, when he says, you shall not misuse my name, he is trying to communicate to us that there is a way in which you can use the name of God in a manner that is inappropriate, 
that would, quote, infringe on copyright or abuse the trademark that is God and his character and who he is. Now, really fast, we don't have time to unpack this real all, really all that much. I'm going to give you five ways that we misuse God's name. The first is that we mock his name. I've met many people who will, will mock God to him, right? They'll, they'll, they'll curse God. God, I will curse you, God. Right, so there's a story in Old Testament. A lady uh, was married to a man named, started with the, the word J, or letter J, ends with the letter B. Who is it? Job. His wife said, hey, Job, God, is, God has allowed you to go through this giant mess in your life. Why don't you just curse God? Then what'd she say? And then die, right? Because she knew if you curse God, probably consequential. So cursing God is a way that you can misuse God's name. He is gracious to people. People curse his name all the time. They're lucky. We'll just put it that way. I don't want to say lucky. God is being gracious to them because mocking God is a way that you can use his name inconsistent, and that is abusing the trademark of his character and who he is. Another way, so most of us probably in this room, especially if you're here at Electric and you're trying to follow the Lord, this isn't something you regularly do. You don't go home, curse God. You don't mock God, make fun of God, say like horrible things about God. That's probably smart because he's God. Um, But another thing that we can often do with God's name is we can associate it with a curse word, right? A real good example is GD, all right? So, so I'm not going to tell you what that is. You, if, you, if you just go home, ask your parents. Don't say I said it. Just say I heard that GD stands for something. What does it? They might tell you. But the point is you're not to use God's name as a curse word. You've probably heard people using your Savior's name um, at sports events, and they'll say, thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the words, but Jesus Christ. But they use it in a kind of mean way, like, oh, you know what I mean? So, so. That is an example of using God's name as a curse word. You're, you're basically looking at a situation and saying, you know, you just use his name, Jesus Christ, right? Maybe you're mad at a ref and you just say, oh, you know. So, so the reason that that is not okay is because it's basically you're like blaming Jesus Christ for that situation. And he had nothing to do with it. The bad ref is not Jesus' fault, okay? So, so that's a way you can use his name. To curse his name. Now, this one, we do this all the time, and we really, we really got to catch ourselves. I've, I've, I'm most convicted, uh, well, secondly most convicted about this one. We minimize God's name. Here's how we do that. We're driving. We get to a red light, and then we, the red light takes forever, and then you cross the red light, and then you get, you get to a train track, and there happens to be a train on the track that has 170 cars on it, and it finally is over, and the little, the little handle goes up, ding, 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 and you're able to go across the track, and you might say something like this, thank you, Jesus, that I can go across the track now. Now, what you just did is, were you really thanking Jesus? No, you're being sarcastic. You're using Jesus' name in a sarcastic manner, saying, man, I really wish I didn't have to wait for that train. Now I'm through the line, right? Maybe you'll, maybe you'll do something like you, your team wins. You're like, praise the Lord. You, you might actually be genuine in saying that, but most of the time you're not thinking about actually praising the Lord. That's a way we can minimize God's name. I'm guilty of this all the time, right? And in that way, we're misusing God's name. But I would say the one that is almost never talked about when we talk about the third commandment is that you take the name Jesus upon yourself and then you misrepresent him. 
I'll give you an example. Pretty obvious one from history. Hitler, you guys are familiar with him, he did a horrible, horrible, horrible thing where he killed close to millions, if not millions, of people, Jewish descent. And he would say to people that he was doing this to, that he was trying to get them on board with his, quote, mission, God told me I need to do this. Obviously misrepresenting God. God would never say that. So use God as an example. Another one was the Crusades. Many, many years ago, Christians went across the world, mostly the Arabic world, and they slaughtered people. And again, again, they slaughtered people in the name of God, and they killed them, and they were saying that it was God's mission for them. They were misrepresenting God. Now, those are some severe examples, but you guys all know people. Maybe you are that person at times. I know I am where we say, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ, but then our actions around people who know we're Christians, who know that we're followers of Christ, are very inconsistent with who God is. In that moment, you are taking God's name in vain. It's like you're saying, I'm a Jesus follower, but then you're acting in a way that is completely contrary to the character and the purpose and the mission of Jesus. That is misrepresenting God's name. And here's the thing. That, in my opinion, is the most dangerous way that you can misuse God's name. Why? Because it's the way that damages the most people. I mean, I bet you know somebody or maybe you've been somebody who looked at a Christian and the way they acted and you made a decision about Jesus based on their actions. I've met people who say, I don't believe in God, and I ask why, and they'll tell me sometimes it's because you know what, his followers, they don't act very kind. They're very mean, or they do things that are very opposite. They, they go to church on Sunday, but then they go home and they do things that are inconsistent with who Christ is. In those moments that we do that, we misrepresent God, and we misrepresent his name. So really the application for us who call ourselves Christian, we're following Christ. Now, no, no one's going to be perfect, but the application for us is simple. If we are to call ourselves Christians then we ought to be very, very, like when we, when we say, I'm, Jesus, I want to follow you, then every decision we make all the time, we should be thinking, is this going to represent or misrepresent Jesus? Now, again, you're not going to be perfect. Probably every day there's going to be a point during your day that you're going to say, you know what, I, I messed that up. But the goal for you, if you want to be obedient to this commandment, is that you do your very best to represent Jesus the way that he is. Now, one last example of how you can take or misuse God's name is you could say something like this. You make a promise and you say, or I swear on the Bible, or I swear to God, right? If you are saying, making a promise, and then you're tagging God onto it, that is misusing his name. Why? Because if you don't follow up on the promise, who looks bad? God. Right? So that's why it's really scary. That's why they do that, by the way, in court. They make you put your hand on the Bible. Why? Because they're trying to say, let's, let's add some weight to this. If you're going to lie, are you really going to lie in God's name? So Jesus actually once was caught, and he was asked, should we swear an oath to God? And he said, no, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't use God's name in your promises. Just keep your promises. Right? So these are all examples of ways that we misuse God's name. Now, I know after sharing that, and I, I promise we're wrapping up, after sharing that, you might be sitting here going, 
well, shoot, I feel really guilty now. I, I know that's how I feel when I read this verse. Like, oh, man, I misuse God's name all the time. I can think of three or four different examples of how I misuse his name from that list. And you might be feeling maybe even a sense of guiltiness for that action. In reality, you should, in some sense, feel guilty. But here's the coolest thing, the coolest thing in the world. This verse, again, it, it makes a promise. It says, God will not hold guiltless the one who misuses his name, which I know you're like, Stephen, that's, a, that's a, not a good promise because basically he's saying, I'm going to punish the misuse of my name. But here's the thing, the thing that, that's so cool about God. The very name that we often misuse is the same name by which we are saved. What I mean by that is, I, I'm not, so I, I want to read this verse to you. This is Luke 18, 13. It's not going to be on the screen because the computer was acting crazy. But it says this, there was a tax collector standing off. He would not even lift his eyes to heaven. Why? Because he felt guilty. And he was beating his chest and he was saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Like I tell you something, all the ways that I just listed on the screen that you can misuse God's name, God is even more delighted when we use his name in a way where we are asking for his mercy and his forgiveness. Like when you ask for God's mercy and his forgiveness, that is music to his ears. And so when you tag, like when you, when you fall on your knees before Jesus and you say, Jesus, I am sorry for, and you mean it, right? You're not just saying words, but you're like, Jesus, I am sorry for the things I've done that are wrong. In this particular case, Jesus, I am sorry for the way I've misused your name. The Bible teaches that Jesus hears that and he is glorified in the fact that you are confessing your sins to him. Now, I do kind of want to conclude with the warning because I want you to hear me. If you call out to Jesus, he, he will forgive you for all the times you misuse his name. But if you call out to him in mercy, but if you write it off as no big deal and you just you leave here tonight and you go, I don't really care that God asked me to not misuse his name. I'm going to do it anyway. And, and then I'll just bank on God's forgiveness later. Um, I'm not going to live for Jesus now. I'm not going to trust Jesus now. I'm just going to wait till it's convenient for me. You need to hear this warning because, again, it's tied to the name of Jesus. Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23 says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, did you catch that? They're using his name. Lord, Lord. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do, do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not, check this out, prophesy in what? Your name? Did we not tell other people about you in your name, drive out demons in your name, and perform many miracles in your name? And Jesus looks at them and says to them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you who practice evil. You got to hear this. On it. I believe that, that as important as the commandment to not misuse God's name is in the Old Testament, I think the principle behind it is even greater. Don't bank on the fact that you just know the name of Jesus for your forgiveness. Right? Just because you know who Jesus is doesn't mean you're forgiven trusting in Jesus is where you get forgiveness. Living for Christ. I'm not saying living perfectly, but choosing to follow Christ. That's where you get forgiveness. A simple association with the name of Jesus is not enough. It won't cut it when the final judgment 
happens. When we're standing before God, giving an account for our life, a simple, hey, Jesus, I know your name is not going to work. Which is why we, you know, that's why we do electric. That's why we do small groups. Why? Because we want you to know Jesus, right? This verse says, I never knew you. We want you to know Jesus and love Jesus and follow Jesus. Are you going to be perfect? No way. Not a chance. None of us are. But it's going to be more than just associating with his name. It's going to be, I trusted in the name of Jesus. And if you do, the promise is, the scripture says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In other words, you'll be forgiven for breaking these commandments, which is great news for us because I don't know if you've noticed, but we're only on commandment number three. I don't know if you relate to this, but I've broken every single one of them so far. And I guarantee by the time the time we're done, I'll have broken every single one of them in some way, shape, or form. All ten of them. Even murder, right? You're like, did Stephen murder someone? Well, when you find out what Jesus considers murder, you would say, yeah, he did. Oh, did Stephen commit adultery? Yeah, when you find out what Jesus considers adultery, you'll say, oh, yeah, he probably has. All of us have broken these commandments. And so we need to bank on trusting in Jesus. But we're going to break now into our small groups, discuss this a little bit further, and... Learn more about Jesus.